Hello, I'm Dr. Ray Self, and welcome to Self Talk. Are you tired of repeating the same destructive patterns and unhealthy relationships? It's time for you to get rid of your frustrations and cross over into your promised land. Join me now for real answers to tough issues. Welcome to Self Talk. I'm Dr. Ray Self. Very glad you joined me today. Hey, don't forget to subscribe, like, rate, all that good stuff. It really helps us spread this the news and uh, helps us help more people. Today I've been talking, in the last few podcasts, I've been talking about relationships and boundaries. But you know, I, I talked on a topic that seemed to be a hot button in my last show, and that is the topic of boundary trespassers. You know, those people that just don't take no, you tell them no and they keep coming, you, uh, you, you try to avoid them, but they just won't stop. You set a reasonable limit, but they don't hear you. They don't understand you. It doesn't seem to phase them. Well, those are people I call trespassers. What do we do with those folks? Let's talk a little bit about that. So what does it mean to be trespassed? Well, according to Google, of course, Google knows a lot, obviously, or maybe not so obviously. Trespass means to be... um, to encroach, to infringe, to invade, to make inroads upon property, territory, or rights of another. Trespass implies an unwarranted or unlawful intrusion. Because see, your boundary is your right. Your boundary is your property. Your boundary is who you are. Your boundary is what belongs to you and not to other people. Your boundary is the limit of your life. It's the limit of your health. It's the limit that defines you. And it needs to be respected. And healthy people do respect it. But unhealthy people will just ignore that fence you built. And you build a bigger fence and they climb right over it. Sometimes you have to put up a wall. And other times it's like, I need to put up a wall with cannons on it. Get a fortress going to stop these people. And, and people can be difficult. And so I want to talk about, give you some ideas how to handle a trespasser. Uh, now, Christ did give us a model for difficult people. And you know the model, I'm sure you've heard of the Matthew 18, 15 of your brother's sins. Go and show him his fault in private. If he listens to you, you have won your brother. Now, Jesus was pretty smart. And of course, you know, that goes on. If he doesn't hear you, take two or three witnesses. And then if he doesn't hear the two or three witnesses, take it before the church. That's the Christ model for restoring a brother or somebody who has hurt you. Now, the deal is that the motivation when we're trying to restore someone who is violating us, hurting us, sinning against us, that it's to show him his fault, but the motivation must always be love and genuine concern for the other person. So when I'm dealing with a trespasser, I mean, yeah, I do have concern for myself. It aggravates me. It frustrates me. And I want to do things to protect myself. But I should also have concern for them. And that's a tough call. Because honestly, as a Christian, it's not easy to concern for people that hack us off. And I'm being very gentle with my words here. But what can you do? Scripturally, you can't talk to him. And Ephesians 4, 5, 4.15 says, But speaking the truth in love. We're to grow up in all aspects unto him who is the head, even Christ. So the Bible tells us, speak the truth. Tell them the truth. 
in love. But your motivation has to be love. And I've, I've often said this, it's very easy to love people you don't like, but it's very difficult to love your enemies. It's very difficult to love people who hurt you. It's very difficult to love people who violate your boundaries, but that's exactly what we're called to do. And to me, that separates the men from the boys in the area of Christianity. Excuse my expression there. In other words, that separates a mature Christian from an immature Christian. Like I said, anybody can love someone who's lovable, but can you love someone who's not lovable? And that's exactly what God has called us to do because Christ loved me and you when we were not lovable. So we're called to do the same. So here's the biggest trespasser of all. It's called the controller. Oh my goodness. We could go on and on and on about this. I've got a video up on YouTube. It's been pretty popular actually. Um, over 200,000 views or so put it up about three or four years ago. Might check it out. But the controller is the biggest trespasser of all. Because see, they trespass you because they want to control you. They want to fix you. You see, the, the issue of control has actually been around from the beginning of time. Adam and Eve didn't weren't satisfied with being made in the image of God. They wanted to be as God, have the same control that, that he had. And therefore, that sin of control comes in in the Garden of Eden. It's been passed down generationally to us for centuries and thousands of years. Thank you, Adam and Eve. So... What about the controller? You see, God wants faith, trust, and surrender, which is the opposite of control. This is why Satan loves control, because without faith, you cannot please God. You think about this. You're justified by faith. You're redeemed by faith. You're saved by faith. I mean, God wants faith and surrender. So control says, don't need you, God. I got this. Control says, I, I, I've got that. It, it, was, it was the issue Satan had. He wanted to be in control. He had pride. Control is pride. Pride and God do not mix. Control is man power, not God power. Control is man in charge, God out, left out somewhere. And it just doesn't work. And it also causes all kinds of confusion, all kinds of chaos, and all kinds of mess, okay? So controlling people, and you know them. You've got one in your family, I'm sure. Every family seems to have one. Controlling people believe they are the right person, quote, right. They're the right one. Uh, and others do, who do not comply with their opinion are the wrong people. So they're right. And here's the big deal. A controller thinks because they're right, that gives them a right to do what they want to do or say what they want to say. Because of their rightness, they believe they have this mission from God, and it's not from God, to get you to do what they think is best. And that's control because it's not your will be done. It's not God's will be done. It's their will be done. It's not the will of God. It's not the will of the Holy Spirit. It's not your personal will that they want. It is their will imposed upon you. They have a lot of weapons, guilt, shame, condemnation, anger, abuse, you name it, a lot of weapons. And it's, it's frustrating. And you can even hear it in my voice. I get excited just talking about it because they trespass me. They trespass you. You see, a controller controls because they have a fear of finding what's in their own heart. So they avoid their own stuff by focusing on controlling other people. You see, the controller lives an external life. 
He doesn't want to look in his own heart, so he focuses on your heart. Jesus talked about that. Why do you try to get the speck out of your brother's eye? You know, first get the log out of your own eye. This is what a controller does. And it's like a drug. It's like alcohol to them. It numbs their feelings. They can avoid their feelings, avoid their issues, avoid everything about their life by trying to fix you, control you, um, quote, minister to you, tell you what is right, what you ought and should be doing. By the way, those uh, need to, ought to, should, they're kind of controlling words, folks. You ought to do this. You need to do this. You should do this. Think about this. Anytime you hear those words, somebody tells you, you should do that. You ought to do that. Your first reaction probably is to fold your arms and get up a, a defensive posture. You know, this is a little side point here. But the best thing to do is just tell people what you would do. I would do it this way. This is what I believe. This is what I think. And that gives them the freedom to make a choice for themselves. It's not enforcing your opinion upon someone. It's telling your opinion, but putting the focus on you and not on them. I would handle it this way. I had an experience very similar to yours, and this is what I did. The controller would go, let me tell you what you need to do. This is what you need to do. Now, if you don't do this, I'm not going to speak to you again. If you don't do this, you're not my friend. If you don't do what I'm telling you to do, this is, you're going to ruin Christmas. If you don't do what I tell you to do, you're going to be the stupidest person on earth. If you don't do what I tell you to do, you're going to be a, you're a lousy father. If you don't do what I want you to do, you're a terrible mother. Blah, blah, blah. I mean, they're vicious, but they think they're so right that that has given them the right to do these things. So in their mind, they're completely justified. So what they're doing is they're violating your personal space or violating your boundaries, okay? So what happens is it's very difficult being around them. And then what I've done, and maybe you've done too, is we try to fix or control the controller. What's happened? Lo and behold, we've become a controller as well. Oh, shoot. <laughs> the controller has the problem. Next thing you know, I'm acting just like them, trying to control them back. And control is not good. Matter of fact, control can get into a lot of spiritual disease. Control can get into some spiritual areas because when you get into control and manipulation against people's wills, hear me, it's a whole nother topic here, but you can invoke a spirit of witchcraft. What witchcraft does is try to control people against their will. That's what a spell is. A spell is designed to control you against the, your will. So controllers, I'm not saying they're witches, but I'm saying is they can invoke or cause a spirit of witchcraft to enter the scene because of their actions. You know, that's a mouthful, okay? So it's, it's difficult not to allow another person's words and actions to control us, but that's what God expects. What? God expects that. God's a jealous God. God wants to control us. God wants us to be led by the Spirit. Now, some people will talk to you and it is God talking to you through them. And that's great. But the controller is not talking for God. They're talking from what their will be done. Not God's will, but their will be done. And however, they think their will is God's will, but it's not. It's their will. It's what they think is right. It's a very prideful position. I know, you know, I guess maybe I'm passionate about this because I was a controller. When I was a young man, I thought I knew what everybody should be doing. I, I 
I talked about every, what everybody should be doing and I would tell you what you ought to do, what you should do. And I got frustrated because people didn't do what I wanted them to do. I said, how could they not do this? Don't they know I'm right? And this is a true story. I was in a church one day, I'm walking down the hall and I could actually go to the very place where I heard this. I was walking down the hall and all of a sudden there was this voice in my mind, in my spirit. I knew it was the Lord talking to me. And he simply said these words and the light bulb went off and he said, Ray, just because you're right, that doesn't give you a right. I said, whoa. And it just, it, it struck me, wait a second. I thought because I was right, I had a right to control other people. And that's not true. Now, you know, there's some exceptions like young children, you know, or maybe uh, a handicapped person who cannot think for themselves. I understand that. But we're talking about adult relationships here. So why do people control? They're wounded inside. Most controllers are wounded inside. They have deep-rooted pain. On a subconscious level, they want to avoid that pain at all cost, at all cost. They are wearing a mask and they're trying to cover up their reality. They have trust issues. Therefore, surrender to God is difficult. Psalms 118.8 says, It is better to trust in the Lord than to put confidence in man. Hmm. Without trust, there will be a tendency to control. Let me say that again. Without trust, there'll be a tendency to control. Many controllers maybe were abused. That's not uncommon. See, when a person is abused, it's a horrible, horrible feeling of being completely out of control. So what happens when the person grows out of it or gets out of that situation, there's an inner vow that takes place. And the vow says, by golly, I'll be in control from now on. And so they, it, it's, it's in a subconscious, it's in their subconscious, but they live a life always wanting to be in control. And the reason for that is because in their past, to be out of control was bad. So they become a controller. And if I were the devil, I would love controllers because controllers have no faith. They have no surrender. They're not going to be able to surrender and, and be led by the Holy Spirit because that would be letting go of their control. So I, the devil loves controllers. The devil is, encourages controllers because it's the opposite of what God wants. Amen. Whew, preaching a little bit tonight. I should pass the plate. You guys want to give an offering? Hey, that'd be good. All right. You know, sometimes controllers have a savior complex. They think their job is to fix you. They will try to convince you that you're broken. And the problem with that is if, if I'm trying to convince a person they're broken, I'm actually rejecting them because what I'm saying is you are broken and I'm not. Therefore, I'm superior, you're inferior. I'm above and you're beneath. Trying to fix people is an automatic rejection. Let me say it again. Trying to fix another person is you're automatically rejecting them. Automatically. What we do as Christians is we serve. Serving is different than fixing and controlling. Hear me on that, okay? You see, the controller always feels justified in trying to force a change on another person and thereby fix them. All right, so bottom line, what can you do? What can you do? And I've had to do this. Limit your exposure as much as possible. Now, if it's your husband or your wife, that's not easy, okay? I have some relatives that I love very dearly, and 
I have to limit my exposure to them because of the control issues. It gets very irritating and frustrating. I mean, it, with, with all my training and everything, I know what's up with them. I know what they're doing, but it's still tough to be around them. So I can take them in small doses. You know, you can pretty much do anything in small doses. I can go to the dentist for a few minutes. Just don't leave me there all day. You can do anything in small doses. So small doses helps a lot. Avoid their traps. See, the controller will try to trap you into agreeing with them, complying with them. Now, the problem with not complying with the controller is most controllers will up their game. If they feel you're not complying, they're going to up the pressure by trying to uh, get louder, threaten a little more, manipulate a little more, maybe turn passive aggressive. I'm not going to speak to you. They may up their weapon. They may get angry. But you, because you have healthy boundaries, you know that you're not responsible for their reactions. You are not responsible for their feelings. You're not responsible for their emotions. You're responsible for yourself. And you hope they don't have a negative reaction, but they have a negative reaction. The healthy person with healthy boundaries allows them to react however they want to react because that's their business. It's not your business. You care about them, but you don't take ownership of their behavior. You got me? You can tell, now there's times with most controllers, and some of them are, are really good people, they're just wounded. When the time is right, and God has an amazing way of opening up windows. You know, there's, a, there's these certain times when difficult people can listen. It's not often, but watch for and be attentive to opportunities where you can actually talk to them and share your heart. It's not always easy with a controller because they don't like to listen. They like to talk. But watch for opportunities or windows of opportunities that God may give you when you can talk to them and share your heart. Now realize you cannot fix them or change them. You can speak to them in love. You have to know what can you do, what can you not do. You can speak to them. You can tell them the truth. You can pray for them. You can not enable them, okay? Um, you can get professional help. Another thing you can do is get professional help. Focus on yourself. What will happen with the controller is because they're so busy trying to control you, next thing you know, all you're thinking about is that person who's trying to control you. And I want to tell you something. I've said this before, and hear me carefully. What you focus on will control you, will that it, it takes your power. So if you give all your focus and attention to the problem of the controller, then the controller is actually controlling you even more. So to the best of your ability, detach from them. Get them out of your mind. Focus on something else, especially yourself, because you've probably been wounded and hurt by the controller and they have sucked some life out of you, and you need to be rebuilt. You need to be encouraged. You need to get your health back, your rest back, your peace back. Focus on yourself. Remember this. Self-care is not selfish. Self-care is not selfish. Selfishness is when you care for yourself so much that you abuse other people. Okay? Self-care is not selfish. And the more you care for yourself, the more your family benefits and your children, and your husband, and your wife, whoever, okay? Do not take responsibility for the actions of the controller. I'm giving you just tips, what you can do. Now, when I said earlier, don't enable them. 
you must, if you really love a controller, allow them to take to suffer their consequence, their natural consequence. Controllers can be so irritating and so frustrating that they may lose friendship. They may be, you may not want to hang out with them and that's okay. That's a consequence. You may not want to talk to them very often. That's a consequence. Okay. You may need to avoid them as much as possible. That's a consequence. You see, God works with consequences. So the consequence of bad behavior is you don't have many friends. You don't have much of a relationship with people and that's okay. Okay. It's all right. You can love them, but you don't have to spend time with them. That's a consequence. And allowing people to suffer their natural consequence allows God to do something in their life. If they're abusive, physically abusive, uh, emotionally abusive, a lot of controllers actually are emotionally abusive, you need to avoid them. Or if you're in an abusive relationship where there's physical, uh, there's violence, get out, get out. God doesn't love the relationship or the marriage more than he loves you. It's not the will of God for you to be abused. It is not the will of God for one of his sons or his daughters to be abused. Okay. Now I hope this helped you some, you know, this is a tough subject because that's what, that's what we're about. I'm Dr. Ray Self. Please. I've got two books. I'd love for you to check out my books, Redeeming Your Past, Finding Your Promised Land, Amazon.com, Redeeming Your Past, Finding Your Promised Land, How to Get Over Your Stuff and Get Where You Need to Be and Hearing God. It's called hear his voice, be his voice, how to hear God, how to operate prophetically, how to know when he's speaking, how to know when he's not speaking. How do you know? How do you know if it's him? How do you respond? How do you keep from being weird about it? Hear his voice, be his voice on amazon.com. And my baby, my baby, my baby is icmcollege.org, International College of Ministry. I'm very blessed to be the president of a seminary, a Holy Spirit-filled seminary. That I train people and I train counselors. I train people in the prophetic. I train ministers and theologians. Check out the website, icmcollege.org. Love to hear from you. I love you much. And Lord, if anybody listening to me is dealing with a controller, give them the courage and the wisdom that they need to handle that relationship. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. This is Dr. Ray Self. This has been Self Talk. God bless you. Thanks for listening. If you've enjoyed today's podcast, please subscribe, rate, and review the show on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. Your review helps the show reach more people and spread the gospel. Please visit my website at icmcollege.org for more information and some really cool free stuff. Be sure and like me on Facebook. Check out my YouTube videos. You can also purchase my latest book, Hear His Voice, Be His Voice, on Amazon.com.